You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. It is brought to you by Big O Tires. He is Gordon Monson. I am not Jake Scott. I'm Austin Horton. Also, we want to remind you about Zero Res. They are the best option for getting your carpets and tiles cleaned. And it's never just clean. It's Zero Res Clean. I won't have it any other way. Just $33 per room cleaned. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Gordon, we're going to get to Jordan Clarkson's pre, uh, pre or excuse me, shoot-around thoughts from earlier today in a moment. But before we do... We're getting a lot of interesting names rolling in here on this Jake what, Scott. What else? What else we got? <laughs> so if you missed it, we got a four-pack of tickets to tonight's game on the line for the best name you can come up with for Jake's new baby. Uh, at Austin Horton, at Gordon Monson, at Jake Scott Zone to play along. Uh, by Brian says, I have the best name, Seven. It's good for both boy or girl, especially a girl or a boy. <laughs> Which... I think, didn't George Costanza's character in Seinfeld want to name his child Seven? Is that what it was? I think so. I think Sounds so. vaguely familiar. Uh, Roxy said, just name the daughter. Great. We got that. I don't I, I don't know about Megan, Daddy's Always Happy Scott. I don't know about that one. It's not going to fit on the driver's license. Does he really want to be reminded of Gordon Hayward every time? <laughs> uh, I, I guess. I kind of like the idea of Grace. Grace, Grace Scott. Scott, Great uh, Scott, Grace Scott. Yeah, that's kind of nice. It's a normal name. Yeah. But then when you put it together, it's kind of funny. Like yeah. I, this this was rude. I don't know if her parents thought this through all the way, but I, and this is a true story. I went to school with a girl whose last name was Rexic. R e x i k. Don't don't even tell me. And her name was Anna. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know if they thought that would be funny. I don't know if they thought that through, but of course. Mm. Anna's a regular name, but then when you put them together, not so much. Uh, Jessica said Pippin Scott, like Scotty Pippin, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, And Keyboard Warrior says, my four-year-old likes the name Gary. (laughs) Just Gary. Just Gary. I like that name, too. That's not a bad name. You know what name I heard the other day that I kind of like for a a daughter? Tell me if I'm just crazy, but... And I know it's not extremely rare, but it's kind of rare. Journey. Journey? Yeah. Now, before I give you my take, is this someone you love dearly who has named somebody no. Journey? No, no. Are they? Is I it someone you love dearly name. considering this as a name? Uh, no, but I just heard that name and I thought Journey. Well, I've never heard that name before. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. I have heard that name before near a center stage with some disco lights spinning above and around. (laughs) Who was it? Uh, A band. 
I, I've heard of the band, but as, as I wasn't a, at a concert. At, at a, as, as a girl's name, Journey. Please welcome to the center stage, Journey. <laughs> Don't name your, your daughters oh, any on, name of, of seasonings, no, no cinnamons, no sugar pies, no journeys. <laughs> what is what is that? Is that a stripper's Journey. Is that a stripper's name? I'm not saying it. Is it? It doesn't. It doesn't. So so what? what well, I mean, have you have you actually <laughs> in all the times you've gone to gentlemen's clubs, Eric? Have you have you seen a dancer named Journey? Eric's. I not don't know 18. what you're accusing me of, Gordon. <laughs> you have to be 21 to get in those places. I hear Austin. No, I've never met a. Uh, I've never met an actual. Have you ever dancer. seen one dance? Named Journey? Yeah. No, I haven't. All right, then why why the connotation? Because it sounds like something that if I if I were going to be a stripper, I mean a dancer, I'd probably choose that name, right. Journey. Man, see, you're gonna ruin everything. I thought it was a nice name, and suddenly you you're told a- me to tell you if you're crazy. Okay, I'm right. telling I'm you, I'm crazy. Don't name your daughter Journey. Li- That's a bad I like idea. It. I like it. Okay, then why don't you name her Pink Floyd while we're at it? Because <laughs> I don't. Journey. I don't like the sound of that. How about Ario Speedwagon? <laughs> Ario Speedwagon Scott. <laughs> what band would Jake hate if his daughter was named after Old Dominion Scott? <laughs> <laughs> um, Beetle. Beetle. Oh yeah, Beetle Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beetles. All right, so keep those coming the in. Beetles are the most overrated band in history. They are. They are. Oh that's... really, really, Eric? That's the one drop you, you've learned where the button is for. It's... The Beatles are worse than the Monkees. Uh, apparently, the they're... Beatles are worse than Milli Vanilli. <laughs> okay, so the Beatles are worse than Limp Bizkit. All of those things are accurate. Stop. <laughs> and you're you're the you grew up in that era. I didn't, so I have to believe what you say about Incriminating. it. Incriminating. Uh, apparently, there was an actress on Full House whose name was Journey, so I owe her an apology. Yes. Uh, Implying such I things. have pierced nipples. Okay, well, so well, I, don't, I don't have so anything. Does, never mind. I don't have anything about about uh, about dancers at clubs. I mean, I I've never been to one, and but but I you know if that's where's the what, liar what, song? What, whatever. I lived in California. Four oh five's a mother. <laughs> I was in California. <laughs> All right. How well, about how about just mother? Mother. Mother. Mother Scott. This is my daughter, Sadie, and my other daughter, Mother. Mother Scott. No, but Butter. I still think Butter's the winner so far. But we got time to get him in. Uh, Boje says, how about Hanson Scott, like Hanson Scotty? Hanson Scott. Brilliant. And Hanson, that's a fun name. This is my daughter, Hanson. Hanson Scott. Oh, that's that. You may have unseated butter. That's terrific. Hanson Scott slip sliding away, and it goes right in with the with the uh, the zone here. Hanson Scott. You know Jake Scott and uh, Scott Gerard. Scott has a son whose name is Jake Scott Gerard. Jake Scott is is uh, is Jake's Scott's middle name is Scott. Yes. So our Jake Scott on the big show, and there's a Jake Scott at the Gerard home. <laughs> now there will be a Hanson Scott with Hanson Scotty here be, on the zone. Could, it could be a winner. And then, Eric, when you get a child someday, just name them 1280, and uh, we'll be good to go. All right. Enough nonsense. Let's get to someone who's smart. 
Jordan Clarkson talked earlier today about uh, the situation with the Jazz. They've got the Spurs tonight. Here's his shoot-around availability. Hey, so, Jordan, um, obviously your efficiency hasn't been as it was, like, at the beginning of the season. Is that something you look at at all and you try to, like, change your game, or is that something you just don't worry about? No, nah, I don't worry about that. I'm a, I'm a hooper, man. I'm just going out there making plays. You know, a lot has been, um, you know, a little different, you know, with Don, Mike, and those guys out. Um, you know, I'm having to, you know, make plays, you know, defenses are doing different things. Uh, but no, I don't really look at numbers and stuff like that. I just try to impact the game any way I can. Um, you know, just go out there and hope I, I ain't changing no game, shooting the same shots that I want to shoot. Um, and anything the defense gives me, if it goes in, it goes in. You know, if not, I got to get it back on the defensive end, figure it out then. Thank you. All right, next up is Nio Campbell, utahjazz.com. Hey, Jordan. So um, fans have been added courtside. I feel like when you came out on the game last game, you know, you were talking to some of the fans. Does that give you a sense of normalcy, like playing and having the fans right there with you? Uh, definitely. You know, we, um, we feel that, uh, you know, loudness, that energy uh, given. Um, you know, I've always been a player that kind of interacts with the fans on the sidelines and stuff like that. Um, you know, it just makes you feel, uh, you know, more into the game. And, you know, just that energy is just so much different. It's, it's great to have that again, um, starting to feel normal and uh, definitely flowing and, and free. So, um, you know, it's dope to have that, especially with our fans. They're great. Uh, they get really loud and, you know, it's, a, it's no place like it. So. Um, it's definitely lovely. All righty. And we have a follow-up from Ryan Miller, KSL. Uh, so Donovan, he hasn't really had an injury in his career. How do you feel like he's been handling this? Uh, I mean, he's been handling great. You know, he's, uh, you know, getting all his work done, treatment, doing as much as he can, trying to get back as uh, fast as possible. Um, but, you know, we, we just want him back healthy and, uh, ready to go when um, you know when it's when it's ready to turn the minions on and, and really put it in the go. Um, so I think he's handled it well. Besides, um, you know us, everybody kind of trying to yank him off the court. Um, him spending six hours, uh, you know, trying to get on the court and, and uh, do ISO moves and uh, stuff like that <laughs> while his uh, ankle swollen. But um, nah, he's just. You know, just a hard worker and wants to be out there so bad. Uh, I know once his once he's fully healthy and uh, ready to go, he's gonna be he's gonna be at it again. All right, and next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, JC, uh, I'm just curious, real quick, what you can expect from the Spurs this time around? Um, very aggressive team. Um, you know, I expect to see a lot more Patty Mills. Uh, you know, a lot more DeMar uh, being really aggressive, making plays and scoring. Um, you know, them being aggressive defensively, trying to speed us up. Um, and what they did last game, you know, we made shots. Uh, you know, they, they played well defensively. Um, you know, I feel like we're still going to see the same team, uh, but those guys are definitely going to turn it up and, and rev it up and be aggressive in this next game. I think that was coming off a of back-to-back last game, so... I feel like they'll be well-rested and, and ready to play. 
There you go. That's the shoot-around availability earlier today from Jordan Clarkson. Uh, he's he's obviously had a stellar season, and then he right there around the All-Star break kind of fell off a bit. He talked about uh, his he had he what he called a crack in his wrist. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a medical term. I don't know if a crack in your wrist implies a, a some kind of fracture or, or I don't know what that means. Uh, but he's obviously been working through some stuff this season, and he is very important to the Utah Jazz. Jordan Clarkson is obviously he's been given the greenest of green lights. He is being allowed to be a volume shooter, and Gordon, as important as Jordan Clarkson is to the Jazz. He says that the Jazz are important to him because they allow him to be his self. He says, they allow me to be myself on the floor. So while he's been working through, obviously, some kind of wrist injury that he talked about a few months ago, and uh, he, he his stats dropped off there, if the Jazz are going to make some uh, success out of this postseason run that they're headed towards, Jordan Clarkson has to be hitting shots. Well, maybe it's a – you know, I look at, try to look at these things practically – but if he started out the season so freaking hot, even he said that uh, you cannot sustain that kind of percentage over the long haul. So now he brings his percentages back down to earth before the playoffs start. And so maybe somehow in some twisted, weird way, it'll it's good news because maybe he'll bring it back to where he was uh, as a matter of percentages uh, through the postseason. Now, you sound like you have doubts about that. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know how he's going to be feeling at that time. But the fact that Quinn Snyder allows him to feel comfortable is pretty important because I've seen so many coaches, and I'm talking about good coaches at high levels, who have messed with the minds of their shooters. And it sounds like Quinn isn't doing that. And, uh, and, and uh, Jordan appreciates it. And that, that may come back to help the Jazz in a big way. I don't know whether it will, but it certainly could. I have seen sh- shooters are so streaky. Even guys like Jeff Hornacek. I remember having a long conversation with Jeff in private. It was a private conversation, and we were just talking. And I said, tell me about shooting. And he told me his whole shooting story. And he said, look, sometimes it just it doesn't go. It mm. doesn't drop. And he couldn't even explain it. But it comes and goes, and maybe with Jordan it'll come back when uh, when it, when the Jazz need him to be at his peak. That that would be I'm telling you the Jazz would would do it this way every year if that were the case. While we're talking about shooting and trying to sustain hot shooting, Tim McMahon did a really uh, what I thought was a really fun piece on Joe Ingles uh, and how he is in very rarefied air this season in when it comes to true shooting percentage. Now, it gets a little uh, geeky in the stats, but it's really effective field goal percentage is you, you'd take into account threes and twos being the same. Right. Uh, because threes count more than twos. Yeah. Well, true shooting percentage also throws in free throws oh. and how you do with that. And okay. right now, Joe Ingles sits at 692, 0.692, 69% true shooting percentage on the season. If the season ended now, he would be in the top 10 single season true shooting percentage uh, of all time ahead of Wilt Chamberlain. Well, the rest of the considering Wilt was Wilt was essentially <laughs> laying the ball <laughs> in right. and dunking it. Yeah. Well, why is he 10th? Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> uh cuz Joe would be 9th. The only other non-center on that list is Kyle Korver from that year uh that 60 win season for the Hawks. He went 699. 
So Joe, Joe Ingles, and the reason I bring this up is you just mentioned with, with Jordan Clarkson that when, he, when you miss a shot, or with shooters, when you miss a shot, you can get really messed up. And one missed shot can turn into seven, can turn into a slump. In this piece, Quinn Snyder talked about Joe Ingles when he was first with the Jazz and that he was not willing to miss shots. And Snyder said, quote, he had to be willing to miss shots. That was the biggest thing for him to overcome. I'd rather him go 0 for 10 than 1 for 2. The deal was he could literally not react when he missed because I guess Joe used to slump his shoulders when he would miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to show it in your body language. It's okay to miss. I don't think Gwen would mind me revealing that he and I had a conversation about this recently. About Joe Ingles no, missing shots? No, not about Joe specifically, oh. but about shooting and how it's so important for the jazz shooters to shoot. And he's right. It's better for them to shoot and miss than it is for them not to shoot. Because then the spacing gets all just jammed up and things the offense doesn't run properly. He, Quinn is a really smart dude, man. He, he knows how he, he's smart with his knowledge and he's smart with what to say to the players. And he knows what to say to them in order to get the most out of them. Does that mean he's always going to get that? No, because there are variables involved in shooting. It's just the way it is. Yeah. It's the nature of it. And I'm not talking about to make or miss league and all that. No, I'm just saying that guys are good shooters. If they're good shooters, then they're going to shoot the ball well a lot of the time, but not all the time. So you sort of got to juggle this whole thing. Yeah. And he's done a terrific job with his shooters over this. And I'm imagining that uh, as you said that about Joe, I'm thinking, well, gee, what if he crashes during the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Well, that would be ter- not, not, you're not talking crashes, injury crashes. You're talking, no, no, I'm talking shooting about, slump. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because percentages are usually, <laughs> they're hard to just conquer. And so, I don't know, maybe, maybe he can sustain it. And if he can, good for him. And, but Jordan needs to bounce back. They just need him to play well. And those two guys are so pivotal, pivotal, not, <laughs> Coming off the bench, but also doing the other things that they do. And and Joe's a freaking point guard. Yeah, and to that end, it, could it be argued that Joe Ingles is more – I hate doing this, but is Joe Ingles more impactful, more needed, more important to the Utah Jazz goals this season than a Jordan Clarkson? It can be argued. Look, people have been talking about this for the past couple of weeks because of the, the six-man race. Uh, an award that was Jordan's uh, all but collected, but uh, recently things have gone a little south on him. So, uh, But Joe is yeah, should be in that conversation as far as I'm concerned. Mm. And when he first came to the Jazz, if you told somebody that Joe Ingles would one day be in the thick of the running for sixth man of the year, most of the people probably wouldn't have believed it. I think a lot of people thought he was here just because Dante Exum was on the team. I, I, I don't think that Joe would have really believed it yeah he said and Quinn said as much as did Joe in this piece that when Joe said I I didn't shoot for two years because I thought the only way I could stay on the floor would be to pass and play defense you know what that reminds me of you're gonna laugh at this analogy but I'll go ahead and share a personal experience that I had uh that has nothing to do with basketball but are I, you throwing pearls before swine here? No, or? No, well, okay. I might be a little All bit, right. but um, <laughs> I am a swine some of the time. So okay. anyway, uh, I uh, I uh, was learning German, and I was in Germany, and I was like Joe was shooting. I didn't want to speak unless I got it right. But the guys who are just 
butchering the freaking language were learning it quicker because they were willing to make mistakes. They were willing to talk and, and speak the language. And, and by doing so, they learned it quicker. And those of us who are, oh, I don't want to say anything if it's not absolutely 100% correct, uh, struggled more, I think. But once I learned to go ahead and, and speak it and slaughter it if I had to, suddenly I was speaking it better. That's an interesting analogy because there's no greater teacher than failure. Well, well you just it's the activity of actually doing it that enables you to, to master it. And uh, Joe, that message seems to have gotten through to Joe finally, but it didn't come easy for him. And the other thing that's interesting about Joe Ingalls to me and, and Jordan Clarkson is that when you get to the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, you pretty much know what type of player you are, what you do and don't do well. Like that, you're, you're put on teams because you fit into this description as a player. But Joe Ingles has gone every offseason and added something else to his game that wasn't there before. Like, and he brings up the example of how Houston was like, okay, well, we'll just make him dribble to the right, and then he'll – and he, yeah. was, he was nothing in that series. So he went that offseason and added, and he said, I actually feel more comfortable dribbling to the right to shoot now than I, did, than I do dribbling to the left. And Quinn Snyder then looks at a Jordan Clarkson – and goes, you know what he is, is he's a volume shooter that needs to be allowed to shoot in yeah. large volumes. Mm -hmm. And those are two guys that are at the NBA professional levels that haven't been reinvented as players, but they've certain aspects and skills that they had have been unlocked by this coaching staff. Yeah. Would you agree with yes, that? Yes, I do agree with that, and I think that's really important. And uh, Quinn does deserve, and his assistants deserve a lot of credit for what they've put together. Now, the, the only question that exists uh, still is how will it all come together in the playoffs? And there's no way of knowing that until we see it on the floor. And so maybe that'll be self-discovery <laughs> for the Jazz themselves as they move their way through it. But uh, I'm eager to see, you know, I'm eager to see how those three-point shots, how effective they're going to be in the playoffs when the pressure is really on and everybody cares about every possession. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see what happens. And, and I am interested in what the Jazz will do defensively, whether how, they'll, how their perimeter defenders will get in the way of talented guards and whether, or scores and whether they'll be effective in that regard, which will enable the Jazz to trigger everything the other way at the offensive end, like we were talking about earlier, Austin. I, I, this, this is all uh, in the works, and it's all kind of going to happen right in front of us, which is what makes it so interesting to begin with. But Joe Ingles, if you look at him, for him to improve his game the way he has at, uh, what is he, like 55 years old now? Yeah, he's close I mean, to that. Yeah. You know, is is. People didn't think he would be anything close to what he's become. And if that isn't encouraging to our listeners, if that isn't applicable to your own life in one way or another, it should be. You can get better at something if you work at it. And I don't want to get all motivational speaker here. Give but, it to me, Herb Brooks. Uh, yeah, but it, it's true. <laughs> it's, it, you can get better at something if you work at it and if you believe in yourself. And Joe, Joe has the only thing I don't like about Joe's game is oh that occasionally his passes get a little casual. Ca and casual and meaning in the decision or the style? Well, sometimes it's one or the other. It, it's both. Okay. Uh, and when that happens, it usually ends up with a fast break the other way for two easy points. It, and it's happened quite a bit. At least I notice it. 
Uh, but uh, but that that's a, a small little negative to so many positives that I see in his game. And he is so important to the Jazz because he is there. He is a point guard yeah. or point forward, whatever you want to call him. But he initiates the offense sometimes, especially Donovan is the second point guard. And, and Mike, if he's not available, then guess who's initiating the offense a lot? Joe Howarth Ingles. <laughs> that is his middle name, I think. <laughs> I remember the first, and I've heard other people say this, tell this story. But as far as I'm concerned, he told me first, at least, <laughs> at least in this market. Is this a fox catcher thing? Or? No, no, okay. no, 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 because I don't mind him sharing it. But the story got out about Mrs. O'Reilly, his <laughs> middle school teacher, who told him when he when she he told her that he was going to be a professional basketball player. She laughed in his face and said, "No, you're not, get, that. That's not a real job," you know. And uh, I've heard that repeated all over the place. But Joe told me that when I was interviewing him for uh, when he his rookie his first year in Utah early on, and I was sitting over at the jazz practice facility with Joe, and we were in the corner of a gym. The gym was completely empty, and Joe was telling me his life story, and he told me about Mrs. O'Reilly. And Quinn Snyder was walking by, and he saw the two of us, and he said, "Oh man." You're, isn't he boring you to death? And I said, no, it's good and stuff. And Joe said, yeah, he is. And then he, then, uh, then uh, Quinn walked across <laughs> and did something. About an hour and a half later, he walked back. He said, you're still talking? He's still talking to you? And Joe said, yes, he is. And uh, no, he was talking. <laughs> and then Quinn said, don't believe a word of it because he's Joe said, of- I won't. He's, no. <laughs> He's full of you-know-what. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he told me that story first, Gordon. Uh, Here we go. But that's as far as I'm concerned. Everyone steals your material. (laughs) It's okay. All right, coming up next, uh, we might hear from uh, Ben Anderson. He was on with Hanson Scotty. And talked a little bit about this game tonight. Was Ben's he on with Hanson Scotty or he was, was he on with Hanson Scotty? And that's so Hanson Scott may have unseated <laughs> butter for the clubhouse leader at this point for the name of Jake Scott's new baby. Hanson Scott. That's I think that's great. But keep those coming in. We've got a four-pack of jazz tickets on the line. And we still have another pair after that uh, to give away as well. So the big show continues on next with uh, Gordon Monson and Austin Horton. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update, presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. Jazz and Spurs coming your way. Pre-game at 6 o'clock. Tip-off just after 7 here on The Zone. The uh, Jazz got the 110-99 win over San Antonio on Monday. They'll go at it again tonight on Wednesday. And uh, your Jazz at 30 update soundbite is uh, about uh, Trent Forrest talking about the uniqueness of Rudy Gobert and what he brings to defense. Not many, not many at all, actually. <laughs> it, it's really crazy how, I mean, how good Rudy is defensively. Um, 
I mean, obviously coming in my first year, I, I knew Rudy was a good defensive player, but seeing it up close is, it's really crazy how much he can change a game. <laughs> That's the rookie Trent Forrest. Again, tip off at seven, pregame at six. Caller 12-855-340-ZONE right now. Gets a pair of tickets to tonight's game, 855-340-ZONE. More of the big show right now. What do you want? You're locked on to the big show, presented by Big O' Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Physical affair. Referees to the Walsh and TJ Luxmore, and this is old school. Yep, right off the opening draw, waited till the puck dropped, and here we go, and this should settle things down, I would imagine, the rest of the hockey game. Three bouts simultaneously. DiGiuseppe and Hathaway still going strong, upright. Garnett gets the right hand loose. Jackhammers down at the physical affair. Referees there you go. The the sounds of hockey as the Capitals and Rangers go old school and make it an uglier game. It's such a beautiful, amazing, fun, fantastic, athletic, challenging game. And then you get the street goons in there that, that muck it up like Tom Wilson. Gordon, that's your type of hockey. You like Tom, what Tom Wilson did of the no, Capitals. No, Where he As, took a Rangers head and uh, Rangers uh, guy head and slammed it into the ice. It's what I don't like about hockey. No, you said you like that no, about hockey, that no, it self-polices. No, but that isn't self-policing. That's just violence. Well, they, they fined him 5000 whole dollars. Which is why there was a giant brawl to start the next game. And that is there then not hockey policing itself. Yes. That's well, hockey allowing no, anarchy. It's a, it's a dual track. You know, it has to, the appropriate uh, punishment needs to come from the top. And then when it doesn't come from the top, then the players police the game. No, because hockey fined him $5,000. That's not policing it. No, they made, I would disagree. They, they made the mistake. They didn't do it appropriately, and so the players took matters into their own hands. Right, so hockey is the NHL, right? It, it, it's a dual track. Meaning there's the NHL and the players? Okay, so if the players hadn't done that, then obviously the punishment wasn't severe enough. If they hadn't done that, it yeah. was severe enough. No, no, $5,000 is not enough. But that's why they did it. Right. So them doing it is them saying 5000 is not enough. Right. We're going to take the punishment the into our own hands. Taking matters into their own hands. Right. You know who wasn't on the ice to get his head punched in? Tom Wilson. <laughs> you should have The been. guy that did it was not there because that he's not brutal. good enough at hockey to be on the ice in that moment. Yeah. He's in the league for one reason one reason only, and that's to do what he did. To uh, the, the Paranin or Bruchevnik or whatever the guy's name is for the Rangers, both of them. And hockey said to him, attaboy. <laughs> we like it, son. No, no. $5,000. No. 
that that no. they, 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 they twisted around. It would have been better had hockey done nothing than giving him a five thousand dollar fine. And I get that the CBA that's the maximum allowed in a ten minute con- misconduct. Yes, it shouldn't be. It should be fifty. Yeah, minimum. <laughs> that was pretty brutal. Marty McSorley went to jail for a day for hitting a guy in the head with a stick. What Tom Wilson did to this guy was ten times worse than uh, that. That was pretty bad. Oh, I'm not saying that it was fine. I'm not saying I liked it, but a stick to the head versus Tom Wilson, who's what like six seven and three hundred pounds, <laughs> WWE you through the crease down through the ice on the, on your forehead. That well, is, it's it's good that there's a measure in place to uh, to 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 make things better. More fighting. <laughs> that's what that's what the Bible says. An eye for an eye. Read the other part of the Bible, Gordo. Yeah, except for hockey. That's the first. That's the first uh, act. Hockey. The second act of the Bible says it's there's a better way. There's no turning the other cheek in hockey. Sure, <laughs> no. there is. No. Uh, well, anyway, there you go. That's probably more hockey than you'll hear the rest of the year here on the Zone Sports Network. But five grand was just NHL saying we like this. It's, we like it was this. The Tom. NHL not. Well, I mean, they were stuck with their rules, but. Yeah, uh, it's too bad. They, if Rudy they, Gobert goes out tonight and takes not Kevin Eubanks, that not the weather guy, Drew Eubanks of the Spurs, <laughs> and body slams his head into the the tip off circle, and the NBA comes out tomorrow, Kiki Vandeweghe finds him five grand. Is that is that saying that the NBA is doing the right thing? Is that policing the game? Uh, it, no, 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 it's not it's but, saying but, we like this, but, but the players, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right about that part of it. It's it sort of, that rule should not exist. Uh, and in, in, in the NBA, it wouldn't, it doesn't exist from yeah. the standpoint of, uh, what the maximum fine can be. He would be in big trouble and, you know, there's no fighting in, R- in basketball. So there's no way to get even. <laughs> and there's no crying in I mean, baseball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Uh, Ron Artest punched a fan out that threw a beer on him <laughs> and was banned for life until he wasn't anymore. And this guy, Tom Wilson, paid $5,000 and got to play the next it's day. Pathetic. What a freaking joke. All right. Uh, well, that's enough hockey. Let's get back to the Jazz. Ben Anderson of KSLSports.com. He was on with Hanson Scotty. Talked about the Jazz last little stretch here before the playoffs. Obviously, this team can't be overly competitive against upper echelon teams without Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. But do you feel like this team's kind of figured out how to put a Band-Aid on, on, on trying to get by this next stretch of games without those two? I think, and I'm, I'm going to ask Quinn Snyder about this tonight before the game, there's some been there uh, going on with the Jazz right now, I think, yeah. where they realize, hey, you know, we know who we are. We know what our identity is. We know what our priority has to be in the playoffs, regardless of who you're going to play. The number one thing has to be health, and they've learned that a few times now. I remember a few years ago, they lost to the Houston Rockets, and they didn't have Ricky Rubio. Well, Ricky Rubio was their best perimeter defender, and that hurts when you're trying to stop James Harden and Chris Paul. And then they, they lost last year to the Denver Nuggets without Boyan Bogdanovich, and it wasn't like they overworked Boyan. He got surgery and had to miss the season. But if if you're healthy, you're going to be really good. And the Jazz know if they're healthy and they're playing at Bivin Arena, they're going to be hard to beat. And I think that's all they really care about right now. And I'm sure there's advantageous seating. I'm sure they've looked at the scenarios. I'm sure they recognize how hard it is to dictate that still with six or seven games to play for most teams. But I do think they recognize, hey, we've been here. We know what we have to do. It doesn't have to be about trying to force things back or trying to fix problems this late in the season. 
just get healthy. So, yeah, to your point, I, I think the identity exists. I think it took a couple of games to adjust without the two All-Stars. And then once they kind of realized, hey, you've got Rudy Gobert, you shoot the ball, you can give the ball to Boyan a bunch of times in a, in a game, and he's happy to do it. I, I think that's, that's going to work for the next five games. Ben, I know you pay attention to the undercurrent and, and a lot of people talking. Do you have any thoughts or any ideas on on any type of returns for either one of them? Uh, I don't, honestly, uh, other than you know what Mike Conley went on ESPN and said he was at 85%, and they just want to make sure he's at 100% and not, not forcing anything. But as he said himself, it's not as bad as anyone thinks it is. So th- that seems like a really good sign to me that they're being extra cautious, and, and rightfully so, and hopefully they can get you know kind of a quick first-round series and, and get a little bit more rest there as well. He also said if they need to give Donovan Mitchell a few extra games for his ankle, that's fine too. So it doesn't sound like there's any long-term concern to me. Just reading the tea leaves off of what Mike Conley has said in that situation and seeing how Donovan Mitchell looks when he's walking around on the sidelines, I, I suspect they feel confident that they're going to get him back for the playoffs. Do they turn Russian back before that? I, I don't know. They're supposed to reevaluate Donovan Mitchell coming up on Friday or Saturday. Ben Anderson of KSLSports.com there, Gordon. It seems to me like there'd be a little more panic uh, leaking out if they didn't feel like Donovan and Conley will be back soon. Yeah, I I heard Ben say that the Jazz were hoping for a, an easy first-round series, and I, I I just don't see it. You don't see an easy first-round series? Well, there might there? be one in there somewhere, but it's just as likely that it'll be uh, – competitive uh, I, would, I would expect the jazz to win their first round series but i don't think anything's going to be easy in the playoffs I, I i really don't so so anyway but uh, the problem for the jazz is that if they get a worse matchup in the first round because they don't have a top seed but their guys are healthy then you see the problem yeah you see what they're having to deal with right now and and be extra careful about uh, bringing these guys back. I I don't know the condition of the players, whether it's 85%, 95%, or, I don't know, 100%. Whatever it is, they're going to be cautious down the stretch. Now, they'll bring those guys back, I imagine, sometime before the playoffs start, just to get the rust off and get them back engaged in what's going on on the floor in, in uh, live action. But I, I wouldn't expect that to come overly quick. And that's maybe the most uh, important reason why you want to be the one or the two seed isn't necessarily for home court advantage, but because of that play-in situation, you get a couple of extra days if you're the one or the two. But I think it's for home court advantage, too. I mean, if you can get it, uh, that's – look at the Jazz's record at home versus on the road. There's a huge, huge difference. That may be the biggest disparity among all teams. I'd have to look. I don't know either. I'm guessing. What have they lost really... four times at home? Something like that. Four yeah. or five. Yeah. yeah. Once and, to the Wolves. And what are they on the road? Are they have they lost fifteen, sixteen, something like that? I, I don't, believe I don't, don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Uh let's see. They're forty seven and eighteen. Twenty eight and four at home are the Jazz, nineteen and fourteen away. Yeah. Okay. That's a big difference. There sure is. And then uh the Jazz are uh, opening the seats, more and more seats, uh, seemingly week by week here. And I think the crowd can play a role I in agree. a series. I agree. It's more than just that. It's the comfort of being at home. It's the familiarity with the environment. It's all maybe of that the altitude. Well. Yeah, it could help. Yeah, sure. I don't know, but yeah. uh, I, I think that uh, when you've got your two stars in Donovan and Conley banged up like they are, having the, those extra couple days because of a play-in before your opponent 
while you while you're resting and healing up, and your opponent's playing, it could work in your advantage. Does anybody know the nature of Donovan's ankle injury? Uh, not just that they did say it's not a high ankle right. sprain. I heard that yeah. long ago, but uh, man, when it happened, people were acting like, "Oh, it's it's it could have been a lot worse." Well, he couldn't walk. He had to get two people to help him walk off. So it did look worse Any, than it turned anybody, out to be. Anybody who's had a bad ankle sprain, I'm talking about a bad one because there are some that aren't so bad. But if you've had a really bad one, you know that that takes a while to get back where you, you need to be. And it, I've had a bad one myself, and it will pop out very quickly. The more 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 times you injure your ankle, the weaker your ankle gets. Your you, ankle popped out after you sprained it? It pops out all the time. My right ankle pops out all the time. I, I've the never... slightest change in if there's if there's a little dip in the floor or whatever, it I lose my ankle and I got to pop it back in. What? Yes. <laughs> but that's a low ankle sprain. That's not a high ankle sprain. So I'm... well, I had a really bad ankle sprain, but it didn't pop in and out for the rest of my life. Yeah, I can. In fact, I just did. I can pop my ankle like people pop their knuckles. I can do that with did my. Did you ankle. ask the doctor what was going on there? Yeah, he said, I don't know. You must have had an injury. I said, Yeah, I had a many. Many injuries. Like the doctor said, I don't know. Well, like it's it's fine. You you I can put it back in and out. It's like those people that can take their shoulders out of the socket, <laughs> and they're in the circus. Maybe I missed my calling. Maybe I could be ankle boy in the traveling circus. Look what I can do. Turn my foot all the way backwards and frontwards again. You know, I know of no one who can do that. <laughs> I can't do that. But. Yeah, but I know of no one who can do what you can do. I'm Austin Horton, the freak, <laughs> filling in for Jake Scott. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Get the best blanket ever, also the best gift ever for Mother's Day. Sandy and her staff, they do it right every year. They're doing it again for our listeners. You get 50% off when you mention Zone 50 at a store near you or online at Minky Couture. Dot com promo code zone fifty. I'm gonna, next. I'm gonna call you Pop from now on. <laughs> well, the Jazz are facing off with Pop yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming can up he, next, can he spin his ankle? <laughs> <laughs> his head might spin around with the referee calls. I don't. We'll see. Uh, we'll give away a four pack of Jazz tickets next to uh, the best name for Jake Scott's new baby here on the Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. show final segment today eric jensen producing for us all this week doing a fine job picking fine music thanks for uh, the help eric appreciate it i'm austin horton in for jake gordon is here back in studio it's been nice to have him back we were on remote yesterday at the dish pros we're in studio today what what should we do tomorrow pinky what does that mean oh it's the the cartoon pinky in the brain the little mice <laughs> 
says, what should we do today, Pinky? He says, same thing we do every day, Brain. Uh, I take over the world. <laughs> no? All right. When, when would I have ever watched Pinky and the Brain? You had five children, one of which is my exact same age. Way to take interest in her interests. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think she was interested in that. By the way, how, how do you, how does it feel, uh, you know, like being, uh, having such control over the show? Because usually you're in there where Eric is, and usually we're busy ignoring you. And now here you are uh, front and center. Uh, it's it's I a, have pierced nipples. Hi guys, I got pierced nipples. <laughs> hey guys, I got pierced nipples. Hey guys, I got pierced nipples. Woohoo! Pierced nipples. Why didn't I delete that off that button bar? Because that was a, that was an oversight. <laughs> no, it's only fair. <laughs> uh, there is a little bit like when you let your. Uh, I imagine this is what it feels like, similar to when you let your child drive your car for the first time. <laughs> you trust them, you believe in them, you hope the best for them. But at the same time, you're like, C can I follow you? Make sure you make it there okay? Like, the big show is my car, my baby. But I, I, you know, it's fun. It's fine. Wait, are you talking about Eric? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. No, I was talking about what you're doing now. Oh, this is easy. What you guys do is easy, biz pie. To sit here and flap the, the, the lips and the gums and I got, 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 got sports, sports, points, points, jokes, jokes, puns, puns. That's Pitching isn't stuff. the problem. It's Mike Trout. He sucks. That's the hard part is ruining <laughs> friendships <laughs> for the sake of the show. We got we to gotta give our, right. our tickets away. Speaking of kids and taking interest in their interests, and mm. daughters especially, Jake Scott had a new baby. We asked for your best names to name her, and you're going to get a four-pack of tickets to tonight's game. Here's the three finalists. Butter Scott, just because I like the idea of your kid being named Butter. That'd be, yeah, that's a solid but name. But then they then they be that name would be shortened to butt. Okay. That would you gotta be you gotta think about that yeah. when you're making up fake names for your kids mm -hmm. here on the zone. Mm -hmm. Mass Scott. Mascot. Clever. Mascot. Mm -hmm. Or my personal favorite, Hansen. Because when you put Hansen and Scott together, Hansen Scott, Hansen Scotty, it plays in with the zone. And I know it will drive Jake nuts that we refer to his daughter by Hansen because it has Hans's name in it. <laughs> his his loathing for Hans is that deep? Well, just I wouldn't want you guys to name my daughter Gordon. I, it's not. <laughs> I don't want anyone to be calling my daughter Gordon. Okay. But if we call Jake's daughter Hanson, Hanson Scott, that works. I think that's funny. That is pretty close. All right. I'll give it to you. So, BoJ, you win. Hanson Scott, DM me your full name and address. We'll get you into the game tonight. We got to get out of here, Gordon. Exit stage left. He, Gordon Monson. Thanks, Derek Jensen, behind the glass. I'm Austin Horton. We'll do it again tomorrow, Pinky, right here on The Zone. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell. I'll be saying I hate goodbyes. This thing is over. That'll do, Pinky. That'll do. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Is Aaron Rodgers a draw for you? Uh, I like to watch Aaron Rodgers play the game. Oh, yes, do. I do. He's not intriguing to me at all. You know, the Hail Mary passes, he's an entertaining quarterback to watch. I will watch the Packers when they play. And yes, I am softening up to him because 